0: Ladies, what would make your lives easier? How about a supplement that contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health, especially in women who suffer from PMS and sometimes i be suffering. You need to try Astro Control by Happy Mammoth. It helps ease PMS. The ingredients help support the liver. That's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when the estrogen isn't processed well in our liver, women may start having PMS, spots on the skins, so they get cravings and feel all over the place. It's science, girlies. I love that it helps my body detox and it helps me stay energized. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code POPTALKS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use promo code POPTOX for 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. Ugh. <sighs> What should we do? I know. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to CashNetUSA.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, a podcast brought to you by The Dip, coming to you live from the United States of America. No, I'm not disappointed. Are you kidding me? Yes, I kind of am. I do wish that I was still in London with my fiance. For some reason, I have a difficult time calling David my fiance like i don't know i it's just strange to me so i've been calling him my fiance if you're listening and you're like what did she just say just go with it it's totally fine. I'm really excited because we're going to have a guest on this week, Allison Oner. She's the founder and CEO of Batch to Basic. We're going to talk about some celeb couples, Kravis, Tyler C., and Kristen. But if you're like me and you're getting ready to plan a bachelorette, either for yourself or for one of your friends, you're going to want to listen to her because she is a mastermind of planning all things bachelorette. But first things first, we got into our pop Three, now, as soon as I sat down to record this podcast, and this is how it goes, you know, I always have everything written out. I'm very type A when it comes to the podcast. I have things planned. And then boom, Courtney drops the bomb. These Instagram photos of her and Travis in Vegas, confirming that it was not real. Let me just say, I'm glad I didn't do this for the deep dive this week, speculating on whether or not it was a real or fake marriage. I kind of knew that it was fake. I'll get into why in a second, but let's just recap what happened. Everyone was speculating that they got married in Vegas and the point of contention was the marriage license. You know, TMZ was reporting that they did have one, Page 6 was reporting that they did not have one. You know, they rock up to this chapel in Las Vegas after the Grammys. They get married by an Elvis impersonator at the One Love Wedding Chapel. Like it definitely happened and now we know that it did happen. There were photos, but I know now that it's not real. You see what I mean? It's hard because I went into this episode thinking that we did not know what happened, but now we know. The chapel's owner, his name was Marty Frierson, and he did some stuff with page six. He said that they would not commit to coming unless they knew that Elvis was officiating the fake wedding. So he had to make all these frantic calls at twelve thirty to get an Elvis impersonator there. He said they came in with a white envelope. But didn't say what the white envelope, you know, what was inside. So people are like, "Oh, what was that? The marriage certificate and whatever, whatever." We now know that it was not the marriage certificate. The reason why I knew that this was fake, I know somebody who got married in Vegas, and they had to have their marriage license like twenty four hours before they even went to the chapel. That was some time ago, so I don't know if that's still the case. But you know, if they're calling at twelve thirty, they definitely we're not planning this 24 hours in advance. Otherwise they would have called 24 hours ago. Also, I just think that Travis's MO is this in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Travis has probably proposed to Courtney 20 times, you know, like they probably will get fake married 20 times. Every time they're in a romantic setting, Travis just like, pops down on one knee and asks Courtney to marry him for the 12th time. Anytime they're near a church or a courthouse or in Las Vegas, they're like, let's just go for it. You know, remember the first engagement rumors came out when they were in Las Vegas. So where there's smoke, there's fire. So I just feel like they do these things. Is it to get publicity? I mean, their show is dropping next week. That's no surprise. Even tonight, they have this ABC exclusive, you know, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, we will have all watched it by now. But I just think this is not the first or the second or the last fake wedding from Courtney and Travis. Let's move on to Erica Jane has been named in a $50 million racketeering Lawsuit Erica Jane is now accused of acting as the front woman for a criminal enterprise in a racketeering lawsuit. What does that mean? It's dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. It's been a while since we've done a Girardi Files. It's hard for me to keep up because I feel like Erica Jane is getting slapped in the face with a different lawsuit every single day, and things change so quickly. But these allegations are expanded on from the lawsuit filed back in December in Chicago, where her husband, Tom Girardi's law firm, was accused of stealing over $100 million from clients, co-counsel, vendors, and others. This lawsuit for dummies is essentially saying that Erica Jane was the face of the operation. And what they had to do was she needed to go on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills She needed to exude this expensive, lavish, luxurious lifestyle. She needed to, you know, almost convince people that the life they lived was due to Tom's successful law firm so that in return, more clients would go to Tom Girardi for him to then defraud. Erica is accused of using her Bravo platform to tote Thomas's. Supposed credibility as an attorney, the lawsuit alleges, and this is a quote, that she was exceptionally good in the role. With tens of millions of dollars backing her, Erica shamelessly displayed a nationwide showroom of the money they stole on *Real Housewives*. Famously spending forty thousand per month on her look, and releasing a song called *Expensive*, featuring the refrain, "It's expensive to be me." You know, I said at least once a pod, I got a breakout in song. There it was. According to the lawsuit draft, Erica is being accused of lying not only on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but also on Watch What Happens Live. The particular story that they are, are accusing her of allegedly changing is the car accident. By this time, I don't need to explain the ins and outs of the car accident story to you. There are a lot of people out there that have the story memorized. Go ask one of them. But at first, You know, he was fine. He just broke his ankle. And then it turned into a brain injury. So, Edelson PC, they're the one that's filing this lawsuit, said, by all accounts, Erica's new story appears to be fabricated. They also gave a 76 page draft of the racketeering lawsuit that they plan to use as an exhibit in Northern California's federal court. In the draft, they call Erica Jane the front woman that was selling the success of her ex's law firm, Gerardi Keys. To the public. Oh, am I allowed to give my opinion? I don't know because lawyers, I mean, like we've said a million times, this is alleged. This to me, and do I think that Erica is innocent? I don't know and I never will know. What annoys me about Erica is the way that she has acted post the bombs dropping everywhere. She just has been nasty. She's been mean on social media. She's been poking the bear a lot and And she has shown no remorse whatsoever. And I just think it's a fundamental difference in a personality. Like if it were me, I would be a wreck. I would be a mess. I would be profusely crying probably at every turn because it's it's so far-fetched to me. But the fact that she doesn't like really go that route. In fact, she does the opposite and she's very angry and abrasive. To me, that's what I don't like at face value, this kind of seems like a stretch to me, but if they can prove it, then they can prove it allegedly because lawyers let's move on to headline number three, the Lindsay and Sierra feud seem to wrap up on summer house this week, but the feud is far from over. I know I'm a week late on the big fight that happened last week, but I am glad I was able to witness, you know, the resolution in real time. Let's talk about Danielle first. Daniel is a real one. Truly, she supports her BFF Lindsay, but she checks her when she's you know maybe stepping a little bit out of line. You know when Danielle was talking to Lindsay about how you know Austin essentially picked Lindsay at the birthday party, and Danielle's like, "Did you love it though?" Like, yeah, she loved it. Are you kidding me? I feel like any one of us who was in that situation who had been rejected by a guy before, and then they came back you know crawling, even though he he was like not even interested in her either. Would love it, you know? So then we get to Lindsay and Sierra. They have a heart to heart after fighting about Austin. And I was glad to hear Lindsay finally admit that she liked Austin because I feel like, you know, if she didn't actually like him, then it would be a worse situation, in my opinion, because at that point, you really do have no regard for Sierra. Lindsay says, A lot of times on the episode that she didn't know that Sierra was so upset. I don't think that Lindsay and Sierra were ever close, were ever really friends. You know, I've said on the podcast before, and I'll get to it in a little bit, but there are clicks in the summer house and now bleeding into, you know, the charmers as well. But with Lindsay admitting that she did have feelings for Austin, I do think that there was a little bit of spitefulness in what happened in Vermont. but. This is what I found really interesting when I started really thinking hard about Lindsay specifically and her past relationships. And I could be remembering things incorrectly, but I feel like we've seen her handle rejection, I guess, for a lack of better word. The same way in all of her relationships that we have seen on the show, let's think back to when she first started having interest in Carl. Very short-lived, you know, Carl wasn't in the right space, Lindsay, you know, maybe it was too much for him at the time. No tears from her, you know, they very quickly went back to being friends. Stravi, when she broke up with Stravi, she was on the phone with him on the beach was very blunt and was like, yeah, I think that we need to you know, just go our separate ways. I think it's time to move on. And that's it. No tears. I mean, she thought that she was going to marry this guy, have his babies, and no emotion whatsoever. So then we get to the winter house and she says to Austin – I'm in love with you and he rejects her. And what does she do? She shuts down completely and she moves on and she doesn't give Austin any more of that kind of attention. I cannot think of one time that Lindsay has cried over a relationship on the show. And she has been really open about her abandonment issues from her mother. So I think that she deals with these relationships in the same way. Maybe she doesn't like to show the emotion or pain because of what she has been through in the past, whereas Sierra is the complete opposite. You know what I mean? She wears her emotions on her sleeve. She's crying. She like can't keep it together. She's very hurt and she's very, I guess, open and honest about the fact that she was hurting. And I think that Lindsay was probably hurt by Sierra and Austin in Vermont, but decided not to make a big deal about it, decide to suppress those feelings, which is why, you know, the infamous Watch What Happens Live is still so bad because after all of that, after the whole summer of, you know, Lindsay sticking up for Austin in a sense and and being on his team when it comes to the drama in the house, for him to then go on and humiliate her sitting front row and talk about how great Sierra is when comparing the two, it's just Austin sucks, man. He really sucks. Can we say justice for Madison? Because I feel like I, I judged her. And I remember watching the Southern Time Reunion and watching Austin cry and, and call her a monster. And I'm like, wow, she really is. And she was like, you're a good actor, you know, to Austin. And he really is. He really is a good actor. Oh, man. And even though... We got some resolution on the show. These two still don't like each other. If you watched Watch What Happens Live, which I've seen little bits and pieces, Sierra still doesn't like Lindsay. And Andy asked Andrea, like, do you think that Sierra and Lindsay will ever be on good terms? And he was like, yeah, I think someday, which means that day is not today. Remember what I told you about the the clicks though? It's real. It's Luke, Carl, and Lindsay, and then Paige, Craig, and Sierra continue to watch summer house with that in mind and see how things start to look differently for you. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with this week's deep dive all about Tyler Cameron. I can't even say the names. It just just makes me all hot and bothered. We'll be right back. I want to say a quick thank you to today's episode sponsor, Podcorn. Now, I will be the first to admit, when I started this podcast, I had no idea how to do anything except – Talk about the things I found interesting. Of course, I went into this podcast hoping it could turn into a substantial stream of income, but I had no idea how any of that worked. I had no idea how to make it happen. Well, enter Podcorn, the leading podcast influencer marketplace. Podcorn connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and so much more. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities, no hidden fees. Podcorn eliminates the middleman, giving brands and podcasters more value, transparency, freedom, and control. So once again, a big thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring today's episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. If you are a podcaster, you can explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up at podcorn.com podcasters. All right, time for the deep dive. Every single week I ask you my listeners my followers what is it that you want to know more about and the overwhelming majority this week wanted to know what was going on with Tyler Cameron and Kristen Cavallari let's go to Mia hey morgan this is Mia from Kalaheo Kauai i need a deep dive on Kristen and Tyler Cameron i need to brace myself for heartbreak if he's off the market what do we honestly think is going on between those two Thank you so much for taking my question. I'm a huge fan of your Instagram content and I'm loving the pod. Take care. Love you like a sis. Okay, I was freaking out when I saw this. I'm not even gonna front. You know, sometimes I like to keep my composure. I like to keep it right, keep it tight. But I was just letting loose when I saw Kristen Cavallari and Tyler Cameron essentially making out for a photo shoot for Uncommon James. But let's start from the beginning. How did these two meet? They met on this set of E! very flirty. Even the headline, you know, that anytime someone's on E, they do the little video and then they put it up on their website, you know, media one one the headline of their video together, watch Tyler Cameron get flirty with Kristen Cavallari while dirty dancing. Even Lonnie, who was one of the hosts was like trying to set them up while they were on set. They were definitely flirting with each other. So then this weekend, Kristen gets on Instagram and she does this ask me anything on Sunday. And a lot of her responses were about her current relationship status. Her answers, I think, were pretty telling, but I want you to keep in mind, this was one day before the Tyler pictures came out. So one of the questions, obviously, are you dating? Here was her response. I've honestly needed the past two years to work through some heavy stuff. I dated a little here and there, but no one's serious. I'm finally in a place where I am ready for a relationship. She then goes on to the next Instagram story and says that she knows that didn't really answer the question, but she says, let's just say this. When you are able to finally fully close a chapter, it's amazing what you will start to attract. Someone else asked what she was looking for in a guy. She said someone who is comfortable in their own skin, who is stable and has their own stuff going on, I want a good, sweet guy. I'm done with narcissist a-holes. Thank you very much. Clearly a dig at her ex-husband of 10 years, Jay Cutler, who we agree is an a-hole because he blocked me on Instagram and we're still not over it. She also alludes to the fact that she got a ton of questions about Austin and Craig. She doesn't say their names, but this is what she said at the end. You can decide for yourself if you think it's about Craig and Austin. But she said, you guys asked me some funny questions. Trust me. I wish I could spill the tea, but all that does is make the story, in quotations, bigger. And I refuse to give scumbags a bigger platform. Scumbags. 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 I don't know why that's one of my favorite insults. I don't use it enough. I really, anytime I don't like somebody, I need to start using the word "scumbag." She has alluded to the love triangle, if you will, to being a story multiple times. You know, she said that that Craig was lying to boost ratings for Summer House and/or Southern Charm it's working. I think they're having the best season ever. I did a deep dive on, on Craig and Kristen in the past. If you want to go back and listen to it to know where I stand. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle with those two, when it comes to hooking up, I don't think that they were serious. I think that there was maybe a week or two where things were starting to overlap with Kristen and Paige, And then, you know, it was over, but I don't think it was this huge deal. But anyways, back to the actual couple that we are here for, The very next day, after that Ask Me Anything, photos of Kristen and Tyler. The photo shoot for Uncommon James. She's the CEO. She picks the models, you know? It's not like... Somebody else decided, oh yeah, Tyler Cameron is going to be the one for this ad campaign. Then afterwards, they all partied together and got tequila wasted. I was like snooping around for Instagram stories because on her Instagram stories, Tyler Cameron wasn't in any of them. And then on his, like he didn't post any stories, but one of the friends, I was next level, you guys, next level creep. I found one of the friends. I looked at this person's Instagram story and they both were there. When you consider all the clues, you know, meeting at E and being very flirty there, all the questions she answered about a relationship and then the very next day having this steamy photo shoot with Tyler Cameron and parting with him afterwards. If anything, they definitely have a flirtation ship. And I don't think that it would be something serious, but what trips me up is that KC said in the story, you know, you you'd be amazed at what you can attract when you know one chapter is finally closed. Is she talking about Tyler? Who else would she be talking about? If I'm her actual boyfriend and she's having this photo shoot with Tyler Cameron, I'm insecure. I, I mean, my mind is running rampant right now. They aren't that far apart age-wise either. I've seen that comment a lot, like, she's so much older than him. She's not. She's 35, and Tyler is 29. That's like a very normal age gap. It's way less of an age gap than Kim and Pete, I'll tell you that much. So, I mean, my initial gut instinct is to say that they aren't serious, but that AMA is tripping me out, You'd be amazed at what you can attract and a day later they're making out to sell some necklaces and rings on Uncommon James? I am straight bamboozled, let me just say this, for no longer even being on reality television, Kristen Cavallari has mastered the art of staying relevant, and that's on God. I am super excited to introduce to you guys this week's podcast sponsor. This has been a long time in the works, but I had a feeling that an engagement was coming for myself, so I thought now would be the best time to bring on friend of the pod, friend of the pages, Alison Odner. She's the founder and CEO of Batch to Basic. Hello, Allison. Thank you for joining me. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and with perfect timing. I know this has been in the works for quite some time and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot it to everybody straight. We were scheduled for last week and I said, Allison, I think I might have a better reason to talk about bachelorette parties in about a week and a half. If you can hold on with me, she's like, of course. So I'm glad that this worked out for you. I'm a little more glad it worked out for me and that I actually <laughs> am engaged a week <laughs> and a half later.
1: This talk might have gone a little bit differently (laughs) if it hadn't happened, but I'd still be here.
0: Okay, so we're gonna get into the ins and out of your business because, I mean, I love it. I love that you're female founded, female operated, and I have so many questions because I know a lot of my listeners are in the same boat. Whether you're a bride, a bridesmaid, a maid of honor, you're trying to plan a bachelorette party, it can be super stressful. But we have to talk about something that just exploded literally seconds before we sat down to do this podcast. Did you see the Kravis pictures on the internet? Um, I don't even think I saw the last oh,
1: couple. My gosh! Oh, Wait, if you I have I was it, up to date. If
0: you have your phone, grab it right now, and you can look at Courtney's page or whatever. They posted photos of their Las Vegas ceremony, and Stop. she pretty yeah. I mean, she pretty she admitted that it wasn't real, which yeah. I, I was gonna say it wasn't real, anyways. But what did you what did you think of everything that was happening this weekend
1: with Kravis? I mean, it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard to keep up with everything. First, nobody knew if it was real. And then it was real. And now it's not real. But now she's posting about it. Yeah, I have this
0: conspiracy theory that I think Courtney and Travis get, like, fake engaged over and over and over again. I feel like they'll have at least 10 more fake weddings because that's just kind of their MO. Like, super romantic every time – Travis feels like he's in a romantic atmosphere. I feel like he just drops to one knee and proposes even though they're right. already engaged.
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, we
0: all want a little bit of that, you know? Do you see a lot of people that you plan bachelor
1: at parties for do the Vegas route? To be honest, not nearly as many as you would probably think. I feel like Vegas is a little it's a little phasing out. Yeah,
0: maybe. I I've never done the full Las Vegas party weekend. I actually have only ever been there one time. It was for a job interview. So I was there for less than 24 hours. I did play like one round of blackjack, even though I have no idea how to play. I was just putting random cards on the table. (laughs) But hey, good for Courtney and Travis, I guess. Do you think that like what they're doing is taking away from the moment that they actually will get married?
1: In a way I do. I mean- It seems a little bit calculated, does it not? I mean, is that just me? Oh, no, for sure. What? Their new show's coming out in less than two weeks. Yeah. Okay, wait. And also, I've been wanting to ask you this. Like, do you like them together and this whole situation?
0: Okay, I'm going to be honest. I love Kravis, but I don't like Kim and Pete. Okay. I feel like, you know, Courtney and Travis, at least they actually really, I think, love each other. You know, they've been friends for 15 years. They have a history together. Do I get a little annoyed with their PDA sometimes? I think we all do. But (laughs) I feel like it's a lot more believable
1: than Kim and Pete. I mean, how do you feel about them? Yeah, I would pretty much be on board with that. I can't. The pictures are a lot yeah. But the love story might be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Kim stuff really just Yeah. I'm having a hard time with that.
0: Yeah. Well we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, they're coming out with this ABC special you know, tonight and the show drops in a couple of weeks. So who right. knows? I want to ask you also your thoughts about Tyler C and Kristen Cavallari, because we did the deep dive this week about my thoughts. But do you think that they're the real deal?
1: OK, well, first of all, I was in Nashville last weekend and obviously had my eye out for her anywhere but she was busy so obviously was, no it all came to light after but i would be surprised if that was the real deal like actually i don't think that it probably is even though i would fully support it and think that would make for an extremely attractive couple that yeah, he would so kind of hot. be behind They're so hot. I think that's the thing, too. They both know that they're,
0: like, two of the most attractive people, in my opinion. But I just don't see Tyler Cameron being,
1: you know, stepdad to three kids. Agreed. I think he's substantially younger and does not seem there yet for that.
0: I feel the same way about Pete. Like, Pete is not going to be stepdad to Kanye
1: West's children. (laughs) Like, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. (laughs) I think, you know, there are other people who hope not too, specifically the father. Right, Kanye specifically,
0: (laughs) yes. Okay, well, enough talking about other people's relationships. Let's talk about maybe mine for a little bit because I love what you – have built, like I said, you're the founder and the CEO of Batch to Basic. Essentially, you help people who struggle to plan bachelorette parties. Tell us, you know, give us like the the Batch to Basic for dummies. What do you do for someone who has never heard of you before?
1: Yeah, so we take over everything, basically. If you've never heard of Batch to Basic, have never planned a bachelorette, are super busy. We are, you know, your batch BFFs, hopefully. But we can plan anything for you. Accommodations, meals, catered in, chefs, dining out, activities, transportation, decorations. Um, we can do logo and branding. Pretty much the whole shebang. As much as you'd like us involved in the process, the only thing we don't book are flights. Because let's face it, everybody's traveling around the country right. at this point, And that's just way too much. <laughs> and do you do this for anybody,
0: anywhere, or are there specific cities that you work out of?
1: Yeah, we can plan anywhere. We've planned, I think it's like over 80 destinations already in the last like five or six years. Wow! And always adding new ones. It's it's fun. I mean, sometimes, you know, Miami gets a little boring after you've done 30 (laughs) parties there in one year. So spicing it up with a couple of random destinations is, you know, a lot of fun and entertainment for us. How did you come up with this? Well, I got married way back in the stone ages in 2016, (laughs) and I was a nonprofit and then corporate event planner. And the only thing that I did not want any involvement in was my bachelorette party because Mm -hmm. I had planned everybody else's. So I, you know, the idea dawned on me that maybe this didn't exist. So I did some research and it really didn't. I couldn't find like any companies that would plan anywhere and, you know, have this all inclusive service. So I kind of took it from there and started it. And it's grown tremendously since then, which is very exciting. And it's been a lot of fun. That's amazing.
0: Now, I I know that you are growing. And I have to imagine, though, that during the pandemic, I mean, how was that for you? And how did you guys recover and persevere
1: through a time where
0: people weren't having bachelorette parties?
1: Yeah. So 2020, it it was a wash. I mean, there's no other way around it. We postponed and canceled like 75% at least of the events that we had for that year. So it was a real bummer. 2021 after that kind of redeemed itself. And 2022 is wild. So (laughs) um, we're back. (laughs) Yeah. Took some time to, you know, regroup during 2020. I have little kids. So I tried to take a little bit of advantage of it. Isn't right, It was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we came back with a vengeance. So, you know, here we are.
0: I love that. And I, you know, I'm a maid of honor in a wedding. Currently, I was in one last year and I'm not good at planning anything. You know, I'm not good at manage. I'm good at managing people. I'm not good at managing people's money. You know what I mean? And not not to say that (laughs) I would like lose it or anything, but I would end up fronting a lot of the costs and then stuff would fall through. So how do you make, you know, planning 10 times easier on a maid of honor or even a bride?
1: Yeah, that is a huge issue because some of these events, I mean, you're holding on to like 10 grand, 20 grand, depending on how many people are participating. So we invoice everybody individually. And then we submit payments to vendors and try to keep it as, like, all-inclusive as, as possible. So, you know, if you're going to dinner out, you have a preset menu with a certain number of cocktails. And then you don't have to pay for any, like, tax or gratuity the night of. Wow, so that's we keep amazing. it like Yeah, really easy. So nobody's, like, Venmoing at the table in front of yeah. the bride being like, Yeah, <laughs> we're just, don't worry, we're just going to pay for your meal. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we try to keep it as easy as possible.
0: That's like the overwhelming majority I I take away when I'm looking at your business is that it makes things easy. It makes things easy in a world of things that aren't easy. You know, like it's not easy to get 16 people to pay you for the Airbnb. It's not easy to find, you know, the best restaurants, fun stuff to do for the bride. It's a lot. So if you're listening right now and you're in that boat and you're feeling overwhelmed, batch to basic is definitely something that you can utilize whether it's your wedding or a friend's bachelorette party that you're getting ready to start planning. Do you have any like simple tips for people who are starting to plan a bachelorette?
1: Yeah, I would probably I mean, a lot of it revolves around budget, definitely have that set or have an idea up front and get you know, gauge interest from the group in terms of where they stand. Because Mm. I think that that is where all of the tension arises, if there is any tension, and then plan in advance, like as far in advance as you possibly can, especially like this year and next year, things are just booked. And yeah, I mean, once it's booked, you have much more limited options and the bride's not going to get what the bride wants. (laughs) And that
0: is of the utmost priority. If any of my bridesmaids are listening right now, you can definitely utilize Allison. Anything else that you want us to know
1: about your business, Batch to Basic? We just try to make things as seamless as possible. I mean, and keep it fun and light. One new feature we've added as of I think yesterday, we are allowing like decoration and branding only packages, which I've been shying away from for a very long time. But we definitely like take the experiences of the party like much into much higher consideration, but we can't fight the Instagram worthy (laughs) bat. Absolutely not. (laughs) We're giving the people what they want. (laughs) 100%. Well, Allison, thank you so
0: much for sponsoring today's episode. Please tell everyone where they can find some more information
1: if they want to utilize your services. First and foremost, you can always find us on Instagram at batch to basic And then our website is basic dot basiccom and we're also on Pinterest. Amazing. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. All right, you guys, another fun
0: episode of Morgan's pop talked in the books. One more time. I want to thank this week's sponsors, Podcorn and batch to basic. If you guys want to utilize either of those businesses, I have a lot more info in the show notes. So just take a look around. Also, don't forget to come talk to me in the community group at the It's the Morgan's pop talks community, and we gossip and we giggle and I love it. If you use the promo code salsa, you get 75% off your dip subscription for the year. It's super cheap and it is the most exclusive pop culture content that you could ask for. Your wish is our freaking command. And as always, if you have yet to leave a review, please make sure you do that. It is very important if I want to pay my bills, if I want to grow the pod that you leave a review five star preferably, but nothing less than four if you want to remain in good graces around here. Thanks again, you guys, and we'll see you back next week on Morgan's Pop Talks.
1: Bye. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
0: Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, not. <laughs> Michael Cera. It's showtime. And Samuel L.
1: Jackson. What the motherfucker father kind of spangles going on here? Pause of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG.